Okay, yeah, go ahead and record. I like a little soft intro. Hi! Almost Modern Live, a podcast so butch, so masked. Are we surprised? No, but do we expect it? Yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. Are, are, are you trying to be annoying? Yes. <laughs> I feel like today has been a day where I <clears> felt <throat> in a cloud all day. Honestly, we did our watch party with HBO mm-hmm. uh, last night, and I had two double tequila sodas at a gay bar. So I'm going to say that was like six drinks. Okay, so I feel like it was enough to like put me in the realm of like, oh, is that a hangover? Mm. But I wasn't. It was like in a brain fog all day. Yeah. Like I didn't want to do anything. I almost didn't go to spin. And then I got to spin and I brought my shoes inside my house for some odd reason. I didn't leave them in my car. So I didn't have my shoes. And then I'm in like the least favorite outfit that I own to spin in because I did that to myself. Oh, don't you hate that when you go to your B string of workout clothes yeah but i don't have a reason to other than like i didn't feel like dirtying my good clothes for this class tonight like if i wasn't feeling hot why should i dirty my hot gym clothes that's true yeah you know if i'm gonna slum it then slum it sometimes you're just not feeling hot and still you wear like the more schlubby full coverage yeah outfit plum Yeah, because this was like a shirt I got and it was already large when I was large. And now that I'm not as large, it's super large. And it has like stitching across the body that like hits you in weird places. So it's Oh, I hate it when there's a when you get one of those color blocked shirts and there's like a seam right across your nipples. Yeah. Do you know what else is across my nipples? rings hi i'm tyler and i'm andy and this is homo's modern life a podcast where andy really did think i was gonna forget but i didn't forget i'm just doing interesting segues yeah i was waiting for it Segway off the cliff uh yeah that's how he died that's how he died and if you didn't Famous know story we we announced it yeah mr Segway. i don't think his name was Segway, but in our hearts it he was. did invent the Segway and then die driving mm-hmm. Segway off the cliff um but yeah Today's kind of just been crappy. How about you? Um, uh, today was fine. I don't know. It was a Tuesday. I was a, yeah. Like, did, did normal shit. I don't know. I ran into, well, I got to see um, our dear friend Carter's back in town. And I had picked up. Finally. A- oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Um, and I had picked up a package for him. So uh, he came over here to get it. And he brought me a bottle of wine. How nice is that? Where's mine? Did you pick up a package for him? No, he never Did asked. Did you go and check and see if his door was locked? No, he doesn't ask me these things. Yeah, well, I do live a block closer than yeah, you. Yeah, I see where the priority in Carter's friendship lies. <laughs> oh, and then I ran into this guy Chuck at the gym. This guy that I know. Uh, we ran into him at the fair. Oh, Silver Fox? Yeah. Mm. Uh, chatted 
That was nice. And then I ran into our good friend Bree at Kava. I love that. Picking up dinner. I was like, wow, I've seen so many people today. I never see people. Mm -hmm. And so much so that I was like, what do you talk to people about when you run into them? Yeah, I'm kind of doing that as I slowly and slowly become friends with my neighbors in my building, which arguably is a good thing. Yes. But now I feel watched. Whereas oh. in an unknown ginormous building, I could I could sneak around unbeknownst to anyone. Yeah. Well, well, while we were doing our gig last night, I got a we have gigs now. Yeah, we have gigs. Uh, you know, unpaid gigs. Gigs uh-huh. we spend money on. Um hey, donate to Homo's Modern Life on Cash App. Yeah. At dollar Homo's sign. Modern Life. Or yeah, dollar, dollar sign, sign. Homo's Modern Life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or just uh, send just send a check or money order to <laughs> money order. Oh, Jesus. Uh yeah. So Cash. we were at our gig last night and I got a you know notification that my an Amazon package got delivered. It's a present from my mom. Um but you know, I didn't remember to get it as I was coming back in last night. And so I got a text probably around noon from my upstairs neighbor being like, Hey, there's a package. It's been on your porch for a while. Just wanted to let you know. Oh, right. And I felt a little watched. I think because you do leave packages sitting there a lot of times. I feel like sometimes yeah. I come over and I'm like, here's your three packages. Well, and now he knows for sure that I don't use my front door. Yeah. He'll probably just start moving them in front of the door that you use. We have a neighbor. Oh, that, that would be does. useful. We have an, so FedEx is very, this is going to get really, this is what happens when you get older. You care about these things. FedEx is really lazy at our apartment building. Ugh. UPS, amazing, brings it to our door. Amazon, amazing, brings it to our door. Actually, UPS goes above and beyond. They bring us packages that other people have left outside of our main building door huh. to our front door. Wow. And he's like, it's not from us. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so nice. Wow. Um, USPS, amazing. FedEx, they won't even bother to open the door to put it on the inside. They just leave it on the door outside to the street. And it's like, if you aren't watching for alerts or you don't have, or like, you know, yeah. if you don't have a friend in the building, then it just gets left out there. Well, you USPS, I'll give them, they have a leg up, you know, like they have to deliver to actual mailboxes that are in the complex. So they like have, you know, ver- verified access. Yeah. Right. It's all these other companies, especially Amazon, I feel like. Those poor drivers that call me and can't figure out how to get in, even though I provided my uh, gate code. I have very... Yeah, well, yours is complicated because you have, like, three buildings. Ours is, like, one right. big square. And it's, like... Yeah. I'm always, like, back left corner of the pool. Boom, boom. There it is. Yeah. Yeah, I... Because I... There was, there was one time somebody's, you know... I don't know. One of those meal delivery hello blue sun basket things got left in front of it's a good way to say a name and look at spot yeah <laughs> we're not recommending any of them yeah hello blue basket uh <laughs> hello blue basket by marley spoon <laughs> stewart stewart marley spoon stewart mm-hmm. uh got left outside of the gate just like you know basically on the sidewalk outside the pedestrian gate and i was like oh i guess i guess i'll be a good samaritan and take this in and then i carried this box all around my <laughs> fucking complex being like where is unit three whatever because i don't know yeah well you know good samaritans out there is a pleasurable yeah i could have just stolen 
you know, it crossed my, there was, I will say with the first building I lived in uptown, there was a package that set out this person's store for a month. Yeah. It's so hard not to yep. steal those. No, right? I took it. I took it. I left a note. That note okay. sat there for another month. Okay. And I was like, they're either dead or gone. Yeah. So finally I went and just removed the note. Cause I was like, at this point, this seems ridiculous. Open it up. And it was all clothes my size. And I was like, this is the universe the rewarding me for trying to help somebody. Wow. Yeah. All men's clothes, all my size Nordstrom. There's this one guy on TikTok who's like got, he's got this whole conspiracy going. I think that's also illegal to open other people's mail, but it also is. like after two months, it's like what am I going to do? Um, <laughs> Throw it away. Uh, this guy on TikTok, he lives in one of those, you know, big apartment complexes. Mm -hmm. Like I used to live in, in Atlanta and he noticed one day, you know, some Chinese food place went around and put menus in all the doors. And he just started noticing, like, they weren't going away. Like, there's all these menus that just are stuck in people's doors. If they had opened their doors, it would be gone. So these people obviously either aren't living, aren't leaving their apartment or aren't living there. But the complex, when he moved in, claimed that they were like, you know, 95% full or whatever. So he's like, or it's corporate apartments that they rent. That's and like what some people are saying. It. Yeah. Corporate leases. There's a lot of people who think that they are falsely advertising how leased up the building is so that they can charge higher prices. Yeah, I believe that too. For people to live there. Exclusivity. I guess. And they open them up as someone comes in and asks for it. They're like, yeah, we have one. You always have one. Mm, they do always have mm -hmm. one and that way they can put you in whatever part of the building they want yeah i don't know i don't know if i believe it i yeah i don't know i went and looked at all the apartment complexes that my company has in atlanta mm -hmm. and looked at the um our you know documents reports of like basically rosters of mm -hmm. the building and i don't know they all seemed like legit names to me i don't think we're faking it no. So my company at least is honest, I think. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> but yeah, it was so he's just been documenting this on TikTok, trying to find evidence of like what's what's up with these people. Why are these units? He also are says there, he's like never seen anybody. Are there like around is, but that's the, the thing, is like, is there like decor around the doors or a Christmas wreath or something? No. Because then that's suspicious. If they're like going that far, someone's either dead. No, there aren't decorations. And he's like tried to go outside and like at night and see whose Looking. lights are on. Interesting. What a world where he is that fascinated with it. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens when there you like work from right home next sometimes. To me, though. Is... There is an apartment right next to me, though. The blinds are always closed. I feel like it's always dark. Mm. I never see a light on. I barely see anyone come in and out. And we have a pretty transient building. Like people, oh, that's not the right word. Yeah, it is. People come in and out of their apartments and left and right and like, yeah. I see everybody at least once a month, you know, I, for more of the first time, I think I saw them like either look at the apartment or like go in the first time, but I swear it's just like this big empty room mm. and like, I don't know. It's so weird. And like someone came out and like, and again, it was dark and it looked empty and like, I like startled him and I was like, yeah, other people live here. <laughs> um, who are you? And it's just like between me and like the other like neighbor, I need to talk to him and be like, <sighs> I gotta say your apartment complex sounds way too communal. It super is. 
I live in I'm I right, live in a condo complex where people own their units, and we're not. No, I that. I started messaging uh, a neighbor today um, who is on Grinder. Grinder, okay. Yeah, and he's the one literally right next to me because I was like, I would really like to set up an outdoor space, but we share this space. Yeah. And he was like, I'm totally fine with that. And then he texted me today and was like, I or later this afternoon, he was like, I found this um, outdoor walk-in mat. What is that called? A doormat? A doormat. <laughs> a welcome mat? A welcome mat. He's like, I found this welcome mat. Can I put it in front of my door? Because it also affects your door. Because our doors are literally... it's a right welcome mat if it's on the outside of the door. Uh-huh. And a doormat if it's on the inside of the door. And for you wiping your have, feet. Apparently, you should always have both. Also, like, crazy old lady and me, I'm so... I've been struggling to understand why this apartment and my last apartment get so fucking dusty. Like I this feel is like the least dusty place I've ever lived. It really is. And I'm like, how is it me? I mean, I know I have a dog, so that increases like the like the likelihood just because stuff and scratching mm-hmm. and kicking and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so ever and then I finally talked to someone and, and they were like, just get an air purifier. It sucks it all out of the air. And I was like, right. what? But then you gotta make sure that you'd like change the filter. I don't care. I would rather change a filter than another TikTok thing is people realize they've been using their air purifiers, but the filter had a bag on it the whole time. I feel like I would be so make sure you remove the plastic bag from the filter. Well, yeah, they probably just take it out of the box and plug it in and turn it on. Yeah. I will do that. (laughs) Uh sometimes I wonder, like I think about getting an air purifier and then I'm like, well. I don't, I wouldn't have never gotten it unless it was like this. I I feel like it was this bad because I swear to God, I like dust. Like maybe this is just normal. I mean, my mother never dusted. And I feel like that's why I'm so mother dust. Um, What is that from? Um, Uh, Hard to say. But I was like, I just, how many times a week do I have to do this? This seems excessive. Like it seems very excessive for me to have to constantly dust. Multiple times a week, that is excessive. Right. Maybe because I have a lot of like black TV, black furniture, like something. But like, I also feel like it's just everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm just, so we're taking care of that. Yeah. And it arrives tomorrow. But I do think, yeah. I mean, dog dog has to have something to do with it. Because you're walking a giant, essentially, yeah, a giant duster duster outside every day. Mm multiple times a day and then bringing it back inside and then it shakes around and some all your stuff yeah honestly keeping her groomed would probably do a lot for it too well, well. she's overdue yeah maybe just you know you should are you brushing her no it's a good um i've seen that used as like a it's good for them but it's also a punishment mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna get the brush yeah Oh my God, she hates she hates the little wire brush. Yeah. Well, speaking of brushes, we're gonna take a quick, quick. We're gonna sweep ourselves into the bin. Yeah. And then when we come back, we'll pop out from inside the bin. Yes. When we return. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are joined by two special guests, uh, Robert Bryce and David Quinones from the Proud Society. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for for having having us. us. Yeah. Now, for those that don't know, can you explain a little bit about what Proud Society is and does? 
So Proud Society uh, is a new community organization that just recently launched on May 1st. Um, it's kind of a mix of things. I come with a lot of um, LGBTQ nonprofit experience and a couple of guys kind of got together and had the idea to form an organization that was their own, that was LGBTQ plus um, inclusive. Um, so Proud Society kind of was born out of that. And it basically represents, um, we call them our P's and S's, um, which are our five purposes. So it's pride, social, philanthropy, service, and um, professional. And we try to do not only social events, because everything could be social, but we try to tap into different aspects uh, that could be represented in um, the lives of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so we try to do a variety of different things that um, kind of go within that umbrella. And so far the journey has been really good. We developed our own logo, our own flag. Um, we wow. have our own values. Um, the colors represent something. Uh, so yeah, so it's really um, about building a culture and building um, kind of like a, like a history, so to speak. And we're for such a new organization, it feels like we've been around for such a long time. Yeah, I love it that. Does, yeah. yeah. So you're gonna replace the rainbow flag. You're gonna take over and have supremacy. <laughs> Well, um, and everything's been a collaborative effort. So there's um, six founders. And um, for our logo, um, for those at home, whoever gets to see it, um, it's not the traditional rainbow order and it's not even the traditional rainbow colors. Um, so each color represents one of our founders. Uh, and we wanted a flag that people look at and they're like, oh, that's different. Like it looks like the rainbow, but it's not the rainbow. Um, and then I'm kind of the I'm, the, I'm the advisor. So I represent the flagpole, which is the P. And then the mm -hmm. flag stripe, so I'm kind of you know holding together the the five um, other founders of the group. Um, nice. We've been needing a new gay flag with like chicer colors, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> something I can wear. Regular and, rainbow yeah. flag is just like yeah. it can be tacky sometimes. Yeah, instead of regular skittles, it's tropical skittles. You know, just slightly different. Tropical skittles. That's yes. what I like. So your motto is actually proud together. So. Obviously, it seems like, you know, this is by society, that is the perfect word for it, right? It is in the, as someone who grew up in like Turner Classic movies, like society, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so how did you decide on that being the prime motto? So I can say also that like society does sound a little bougie. I don't know. We didn't, weren't necessarily going for that. We've kind of been no. told that. <laughs> I mean, it's better than the Elk Lodge, I think, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, honestly, Elegant. honestly, it's kind of like we're trying to paint a picture with the motto and kind of allow people to see that it's not really just about being together, hanging out, doing things together, um, but also about like being proud of who you are while you're doing it and building a sense of community and acceptance. So that's really what, where that came from. It's kind of like capturing that feeling of pride, but like all the time, that's what our goal or we envision. Um, that's kind of where that came from. Yeah. It seems more like um, social in the essence of we're all proud. So we're living a life with purpose behind or with intention. It's a really weird string of words. Sometimes <laughs> I teach spin and sometimes I just string motivational words together like that, but you understand what I'm saying, you know? So. Yeah. And definitely for, um, you know, when we came up with proud together, you know, I come from, um, an advertising public relations, um, an entrepreneurship background. So for me, anything that I've, 
any nonprofit that I've worked with in the past, it's always from a branding and an awareness um, perception. So for me, just like rolling off the tongue, proud society, proud together. Like it just, there's an ease to it. It kind of goes hand in hand with each other. Um, funny enough, when you said society, that's a little bit bougie. It's a little, oh, a little, you know, a little hunger game, so to speak. Oh, the society or whatever. How, yes. However, you know, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm very into movies. I'm very into, you know, going to special events and stuff. And when you think of society, it's kind of like almost like that epitome, that, that peak of like, you've reached that, that plateau, that place of like, I'm at, I'm at the society and it's good people to be a good uh, around people who have good purpose, um, usually good food, good drinks, but there's exactly. just something I, I think, hopefully. you know, for, yeah, hopefully <laughs> for me, society is more like, you know, it's, it's almost like an honor to like, you know, kind of almost be like a part of that, that organization and doing it together. Uh, it just kind of, I think brings it full circle. So that's, you know, yeah. So how does Proud Society help queer people kind of expand their horizons or, um, you know, what kind of anecdotes can you share with us about, I don't know, what y'all do? Yeah, you know, we've really seen a lot of people uh, grow and flourish as a result of, you know, feeling good about being around us and, and coming to events and also doing community service, whatever, you know, whatever they do when they, when they um, attend our, our events. And I'm one of them, you know, I, you know, I used to have really bad social anxiety when I would hang out and I, it was just hard for me to push myself just to come to events at first. And I just kept doing it, you know, and then as I did that, I would build friendships and feel more comfortable and be able to feel like I could be myself. Um, and I'm just one of many examples. I mean, we have a lot of people that tell us this and that they're very grateful for us being here and serving the community in that way because we gave them an outlet. We gave them a way to meet people. That's not an app, you know, um, not to disparage that, you know, that there's a place for that for people, but th this is something different, um, you know, and it's not just bars or, or going to certain places. It's it's being able to do things together. You know, we have different events that you can you can see uh, what we're doing, so that whatever resonates with you, whatever is going to be fun for you, or you're going to, you know, enjoy, uh, you can come to. And we, you know, we really just try to have an environment where you feel good about yourself, and and you can be yourself around people and not be judged and we we've really had a lot of stories of people thanking us for that you know we had we have one um particular gentleman that i'm thinking about that you know was previously married um has children and it's a difficult situation because you know you've got you're trying to take care of your children you've got your previous relationship and then you're trying to expand out and you're trying to meet new people and uh, be part of the community at the same time and you know he, he's one of one of the stories that He's so grateful for, for us having um, been there for him. And we've seen him flourish and grow and, and come out of his shell and attend events. You know, we just went to a birthday thing um, this weekend of somebody else who, who is very similar in that, who's more on the shy side and has really come out of their shell and, you know, has more friends now and uh, in the community and, and just feels good about, a lot better about everything and about being part of the community now. So we're very proud of that. It's, that's something we, we keep seeing. I love that. Yeah, I've, you know, I've never really thought about that particular struggle of, you know, 
you living in this very straight life and building a family and then kind of trying to break into us the you know scene where do you go from that like yeah, yeah how do you find gay friends after that when you're already you know that deep into being straight i mean yeah <laughs> and it and it, and it even goes the same with um couples um one of the mm. i mean i've been yes. doing this i've been I feel I'm young, but I feel like I've been doing this for quite some time. And the number one, um, we use um, a lot of the organization things I've worked with in the past. Um, meetup is is a great tool for people to meet up. Mm. Yeah, that's what my therapist with. told me to use when I first moved to Dallas and didn't have any friends. Wow. Yeah, and we use, I mean, we use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but Meetup yeah. is where we really see a lot of newer individuals come out. Um, and the number one, if I had a quarter for every time someone said the same answer. Um, their number one reason why they don't show up is they're um, like almost like afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. Like the, the worst feeling in the world for them is to walk into a house party or a barbecue at the park or whatever and not know anybody. That mm. is like the number one thing I've heard from everybody across the board. And someone as me, you know, I'm a very extroverted type of personality. So I walk into a room and it's like, hello, hello, hello. Everybody kind of knows who I am. Uh, with Robert, mm-hmm. you know, he's a very different, like a lot of people know who he is, but he has a very quieter approach when he walks into the room. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting when people come to an event and I go, oh, well, you know me, even though you've never met me, you could just go straight up to me and say, hi, David, da, da, da. And then I can kind of guide you through and introduce you to a couple people. I won't babysit, but I will, you know, kind of hand them off to someone and say, hey, this is so-and-so, get the conversation going and then kind of let them flourish and take their way from there. And it's so interesting how people have, um, responded back to me, sent me text emails, um, or told me in person, like, David, you made such a difference in my life. Um, mm-hmm. just by within those first five minutes of being that point of contact and introducing me to somebody else. I don't think of myself necessarily as an influencer or as a game changer, so to speak. And, uh, somebody told me, my old boss told me that the people who don't think they're an influencer usually are, but the mm-hmm. amount of people that have like called me up and said, David, you know, I've met my partner, because you introduced me to somebody or I have my new best friend or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, I've gotten so many people and I don't think that I was doing anything that was that instrumental, just, hi, I'm David, Mm -hmm. meet this person. Mm -hmm. But doing that just made such a bigger impact and difference in their life. Yeah. Yeah. That weirdly does like unlock a memory for me of like the, I went to, I, you know, had an experimental phase after college where I tried to go to church again. Um, and the, that church that I went to that was, you know, advertised, I mean, they are, um, a gay friendly church, um, had people specifically as volunteers to be there to greet new members and to introduce them to people. Oh yeah. Uh, I did that at my church as like a 10 year old. And like, that's actually really a really great thing to have in, a lot of social situations is like, mm-hmm. who's going to be the person that's going to shepherd new people into the group uh, and make them feel comfortable, welcomed and, and involved. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, I don't know if, if Colin told you this, but Andy and I met at a very similar gathering for the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, you know, shut up, started talking. And now we've been best friends for three years. Yeah. So if anything, it is an argument to get out there and try it for sure. Yeah. Um, now, kind of flipping gears here, too, because we are in the holiday season. Um, and I do think one thing that um, 
maybe all queer people relate anywhere on the the rainbow alphabet is struggling with our own family. So we tend to, even if we have great relationships with our families, go towards our chosen families. Um, so do you have any advice for people that are trying to find who their chosen family are, especially in a place where maybe they don't have something like proud society to take advantage of? I mean, for me, I, I would just say, be around people that make you feel good about who you are and that celebrate you for you, that, you mm -hmm. know, that don't criticize you. Um, it's really that simple to me. Um, I mean, I have family that is great and some family is the kind of family where you just don't talk about it because, you know, they may be more religious or whatever and they love me, but we don't really talk about those things. And I'm honestly mm -hmm. okay with that. Maybe mm -hmm. some other person may not be, but for me, it's really just about being around the people that you can truly be yourself with and you, that you know you can say anything and it's going to be okay, even if yeah. they disagree with you. Um, that's yeah. what I want in a friend and that's what I want people to, you know, do for me. So that's what I would do for people as well. Yeah. And are you guys doing anything for people through these holiday seasons? Are you doing a big Friendsgiving or Friendsmas party? So we're doing an well, end of the year party. Yeah, yeah, we're we're doing um it's called again bougie night at the society. <laughs> I uh, love it. I eat it up every and, single time. And end of the year party and awards and the theme because again my my Brandon um background, you know, the theme for the full mm -hmm. year was um lights camera action and every mm -hmm. month was a different uh movie genre and we would try to come up with events and um, obviously, we had a movie of the month and uh, basically kind of tie, you know, that in and make it fun. And at this end of the year event, um, you know, we're going to be giving out awards uh, for different, you know, best volunteer, best contributor, best member. Um, we'll have some uh, awards for our values. So we're going to have the positivity award, uh, respect, outstanding, uniqueness and divergent. So we're, we're, you know, it's a way to kind of, you know, make people feel, um, you know, special and important and realize that, you know, that, you know, we, we're not just fun and games as well, that, you know, we are also uh, thinking about, you know, individuals as well. Um, I've participated in many Friendsgivings, toy drives, things in the past. Um, with Proud Society, we didn't do a Friendsgiving, but we did do an event called uh, Feed the Hungry Happy Hours. And basically, it was a way to raise money or canned food, uh, canned food goods. Uh, and we donated it to, a, um, it's called the Coconut Grove Crisis Food Pantry. And this was the first time that me personally has ever put together um, a food drive. But we were like, what, what does the queer community like to do the most thing? And the number one answer we <laughs> got, do you know what it is? Sure. I was going to say drink. Drink. <laughs> drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, is that bad? Skip, 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 the, skip the eat, just drink. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. And Bring the like, food with you to donate and then we'll just <laughs> drink after. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I use some of my connections with some of the local bars in the community and we had three different bars, um, Axel Beach, Nathan's and Gatherin. And the concept was you donated $10 or 10 cans of food and you got a free drink. And yep. we did that um, to kick off. It was National Hunger and Homelessness Awareness Week. Uh, and our first time ever doing this, we raised $1,147.25. And that was over nine hours, three hours at every bar. And we collected 30 bags of uh, canned food. Uh, and then we also did a food drive, which ran the entire week afterwards. And we actually picked up another 40 bags of food. And it was as simple mm. as, you know, give a free drink. And people, and we were, 
I was most surprised that people actually showed up with canned goods because we know that the mm. majority of people were going to be like, oh, I don't have anything on me. Here's 10 bucks. I'm already at the bar. Mm. But for people to actually show up to the bar and bring canned food in, that I was like, wow, we're, we're definitely making a, a huge impact and a huge difference. And the organization said, we've never had a new organization that has come on board to do a food drive with us and have such great results on their first time around. Yeah. Um, so I think that was that, you know, that made us feel really, really good that, you know, it wasn't like a friend's given dinner per se, but we came together as, as a family and as a group, and we were able to do something good and give back to the community in that, in that respect. Yeah. And yeah. we had people show up to volunteer. We had some people show up just to hang out and have fun and, you know, enjoy the happy hours at the three different bars and kind of do the crawl with us. So it was kind of like, you know, mix of things. So it was really, really awesome. We had a really good time. We did something good for the community. And we also had some other donations after um, that came in a few days after as well. So it was really, really nice. Well, I, as so I, per, I worked with a, a charity or two here in Dallas um, and it's really rewarding, but I always think that there's like that one moment where you wake up and you're like, I have to give back to my community today. <laughs> um, so if I may ask, because I feel like anyone that does get involved in something like this has that, I guess, aha moment or, mm -hmm. um, standing up straight in bed and knowing that this is what you need to be doing. What was that for each of you? I mean, for, for me, it started as, you know, like I said, trying to have a, find a place to be comfortable and where I could be myself. And I kind of just decided one day where I just woke up and said, you know what, I need to push myself and I need to, because most of my friends were, were straight. I wasn't really in the community. It had been many years. And I just decided that it was the right time for me. And I really started pushing myself to do it. And it got easier as I went along. And the reward was I, I made some amazing friends. Um, and as part of that, um, we were doing things for, you know, some philanthropic things, and it felt really good to do that. Um, our first one with, with this organization that's only been around since May um, was a, a beach cleanup, a coastal cleanup. Hmm. And, you know, you, you show up and you don't really think much of it. It's just, you know, you, what you're going to do, you're going to clean up the beach. And I can't tell you how rewarding it was. It was so rewarding for me to just be able to feel like I was making a positive difference, even though it was just like, you know, how much beach can we clean in one day? But yeah. there was a lot of garbage. I mean, I started pick, looking down when you actually start paying attention to it, you start realizing there's garbage everywhere and it doesn't mm -hmm. belong there. And it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, contagious and, and like addictive. Like you start picking up this and that and this and that. And it was so hot that day and we didn't even care. We had such a good time. So it made me realize that these things that we do for the community, you know, they're rewarding because they're, they're fun. We get to hang out together at the same time, but you're really doing something good and it feels really good to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and then afterwards we did our little beach part and we went to the beach and we pitched a little um, tent thing and we had some cocktails <laughs> that I had pre-made and we had some snacks and we hung out as well. So we got to do that part, but I mean, I guess that was really my aha moment when we did that. I realized that, man, I'm really glad we're doing these community uh, community service events. The one that David talked about was our second one. Um, they just really feel good to do. And you see the people that are benefiting from it. And you see, um, you know, um, the people that you're, who you're impacting. That yeah. food pantry was, it's like 185 families that they're supporting yeah. now uh, after the pandemic. Before it was like 80 something. So now they're like 180 something. So it's a lot more people. So that was really 
my aha moment, I realized how much fun it is and how good it feels. And I, it was, it's not just about going out and getting, you know, having some drinks and getting food and, and hanging out, but there's more and we can, we can mix it up and it was just really rewarding. So we can, we can have it all basically. We can balance it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. There's something about being, having fun and I, I, fun and productive is my favorite place to be. If I can combine both in any way and then combine getting a, like, I'm going to say self-righteous feeling. That's the wrong word. Like, you know, that good feeling of that, you know, I'm, I'm doing something that helps others, um, is, is absolutely the, the creme de la creme of, of where I would like to be 24 seven, honestly. And David, you said you came from a tent. (laughs) I mean, everyone at home is like, how much fun are you up in a tent? (laughs) And David, Um, you came from nonprofit too, right? So you've kind of been in this game for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to say like I've had aha moments because I feel like I am an aha moment (laughs) since I was a little kid. It's like I've always constantly have done so many projects I mean even back at like elementary school like I was uh, I remember I was voted uh, most creative in in school I, I got a special mm-hmm. award for that because I guess you know and Robert could even say like the way my mind thinks people are like how does your mind like I vibe like, with you on yeah. that like mm-hmm. but in a way that also feels like a coded like people calling you gay <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wow he's so yeah. creative yeah I got that all the time <laughs> I prefer the word thought. He's so thoughtful and what he he comes up with. But no, I I think for me, like um, some of the aha moments are, it's funny. People said I should have been a wedding planner. And the reason Mm. why I I identify with that is because, you know, you deal with the bridezillas and the godzillas Mm. out there. And, you know, the, the point of the wedding planner is as long as everybody is happy and having a good time, I did my job. Now, you know, sometimes a wedding planner, you know, like J-Lo in the movie, you're pulling out your hair like, ah! but, you know, I, I always feel my aha moment is every time, you know, we, we host an event or, you know, we raise this money or I help this person, you know, meet his new best friend or whatever. It's an aha moment because it's like I made a difference and it's kind of like my job is done for now. Mm-hmm. And then I move on to the next one. And another friend of mine was saying, oh, you're like Mary Poppins. So now I've been mm. telling people I, I'm the Mary Poppins syndrome, which is, you know, I come in, I give the spoonful of sugar. Or we give the spoonful mm. of sugar as a group. Yeah. Our task is and done. Then and the then the wind I, carries you away. And I have, you do and have, I that umbrella. have the umbrella. And I have the umbrella with the duck. <laughs> and I carry <laughs> away and I move on to the next project. So for me, it's, it's about, you know, having many aha moments. And, okay, we made a difference today celebrate and now let's move on to the next aha moment with whoever or wherever that may be so i tend to feel like i'm always having multiple ones um when i'm helping out yeah i don't think we've said um where proud society is based sunny most of the day south florida south florida i was born in florida and do you do you think there are any um any plans in the future to maybe expand spread little seeds across the country. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm, give, I'm, I'm giving each of them a little watering can so they can start. Oh, no. I was going to say a joke, I but I won't, I won't, I won't say the joke, but uh, yeah. Well, we yeah. know the gays are seeding all across yeah. the country, uh-huh. but <laughs> we're going to spread the seeds, uh, spread the seeds around the U S but a satellite no, so, society satellites, oh. but um, we actually, majority of us all live in Miami. So mm-hmm. for those who have not been to South Florida, it's a very, 
it's a very unique place because we have Fort Lauderdale, we have Walter Manors, which is the, the first or second highest gay concentrated area in the U.S., hmm. similar to like a voice town in Chicago. Um, and then we have Miami. And then we even have like Key West and the Keys down there. People from Miami don't want to go up to Fort Lauderdale. People from Fort Lauderdale don't want to go to Miami. Even though it's like a 30 to 40 minute drive, it's like we want to stay in our neighborhood and we want to do our thing. So one of the yeah, things we don't we, go to Fort Worth over here unless yeah. we have to. So we get it. Yeah. And, <laughs> How far and, is that for you guys? 30 minutes. Yeah. Oh, you see? yeah 30, <laughs> 45 minutes. So, so th- they understand the analogy, but we, yeah. we, we wanted to. So at first it was like, you know, so um, I come from the fraternity world and you have different chapters. Mm. So, you know, when we called our chapter and we even have a different logo for our chapter, it's proud South Florida. Um, S-O-F-L. Mm. And we wanted it to be that and not like, you know, proud Miami, because I do think there needs to be a sense of unity amongst the two um, geographic areas. They're so close to each other. Yeah. And if we were to do like a proud Miami and a proud mm-hmm. Fort Lauderdale, it's, it's, it just, it kind of is like building up on that division instead of saying, no, we're one organization, we're doing it together. Now you can always have committees and have a Fort Lauderdale committee and a Miami committee, but we try to have, you know, at least um, a few events in Miami and then a few events up in Fort Lauderdale and kind of ping pong it back and forth. So that was something that was really important to us that we want to, you know, have that unity together. And it is different demographics. You know, the crowd that we'll get in Miami is very different from the crowd that we'll get in Wilton Manors or Fort Lauderdale. Uh, And the Mm -hmm. type of events that we do with them is very different. Like you can't, uh, you know, a beach day at Miami is going to be very different than a beach day in Fort Lauderdale. One has clothes and one doesn't. But you get the idea. So it's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very yeah. different um, type of audience. So to speak. let me guess which one mm-hmm. of those is which. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that. Awesome. Well, you know, as we're pulling up on the tail end here, what are um, each of you most proud about with Proud Society? Mm. Yes, show us your pride. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I, I guess we talked about a little bit earlier. It's really about the lives that we're affecting and in a positive way. Um, so, you know, we're doing things for people when they come into the organization and, uh, you know, we're introducing them to new friends. Some, a lot of people are moving to Miami um, and they're new here. They don't really have a lot of friends here. And so that's one of the uh, biggest ways that we make impact on people is when they're new um, to the area. Um, also, Miami's changing. It's really evolving. There aren't as many LGBTQ plus like dedicated places to hang out. Mm, Everything's more integrated yeah. nowadays. We've got Wynwood, we've got the beach, and there isn't really that much of the same scene that there used to be. And so we give people a lot, an outlet to be able to hang out and be part of a, a community when where they feel comfortable. Um, so I, I think what I, and then on top of that, we're also helping organizations like charities, like, you know, um, we, we're helping five this year, or we're supporting five this year, um, philanthropies, and we're doing community service. So really, there's a lot to be proud about. Um, I'm also proud about um, the fact that we've only been around for five months. And it really does, like to David's point earlier, feel like we've been around for a lot longer. And that's a good thing. Um, and we have a really good, um, you know, group of guys and, and, and girls, um, and that, you know, that we, we built up quickly so that definitely the need is there. Um, so, you know, I, I think that we have a lot to be proud of, a lot to be thankful for, um, in the heels of Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. 
on the heels of Thanksgiving and on the doorsteps of Christmas and Hanukkah. All right. Yeah. And in the midst of Hanukkah. In the midst of Hanukkah. <laughs> and in the midst of Hanukkah. Yes. Um, for me, I think, you know, what I'm most proud of is we're here. And, yeah. and, and, and it, you know, I, I, I tend to use humor That's a lot when I'm, when I'm talking, but there's also a, a seriousness to it. Like, we're here. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very proud. You know, one, I'm proud of the, the leadership team, the, the family that I kind of, uh, you know, we help cultivate and put together. So, you know, Robert is, is, is one of my, my besties, my, my sisters that I love for life. Um, and, you know, I'm very proud of, you know, like something that was built from the ground up. And, you know, we've taken all of our, um, you know, past experiences and what we can all bring to the table and kind of integrated it to it. So like Robert, for instance, is the, is the blue stripe, which represents positivity. And, you know, it was like, what, it, you know, I wanted each of them and Proud Society wasn't um, the, everybody contributed what the name of the organization should have been. And, you know, what I, uh, we ended up doing is we took a piece of everyone's original concept and mm -hmm. turned that into the five values. So, mm -hmm. and then also the colors that they had chosen for what the color should have been of the organization. We also incorporated that into making that flag and those colors and those stripes. So mm -hmm. it, it's- And that's you know, why everyone has that on their, their bio. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Blue is positivity. It's not red. We got fancy, it's magenta. magenta. Uh, we have orange. We, orange is outstanding. Green is uniqueness. And then we have violet, which is um, divergent. Um, so, you know, I'm very proud that we were able to, you know, we're, we're almost building, like, like I said, like a culture. I come from that, you know, fraternity college background and experience where it's about, you know, we were around since the Civil War. Like, that's a long time mm. for an organization. And, you know, I would love to see, you know, like the five, 10 year plan where it's like, you know, we have Proud NYC, we have Proud Dallas, we have, Proud, you know, the, mm -hmm. the idea is once we build um, a system that can be replicated, I mean, it's just, it's just finding those people that can say, hey, I believe in what you're doing and I like what you're doing. Can we, you know, start our own chapter of Proud Society over there? Um, so with almost that, turnkey, you know, yeah, like it's I, almost turnkey. I, I just have to ask, like, if you had to guess, how many hours was the meeting where you decided what the name was? <laughs> I feel like those things. Oh, that was over days. I think the question was... should. I think. I think the question should be how many meetings have we had? That was? yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> no, I, to be honest, we. There was we, the one every, everyone, yeah, everyone submitted their ideas. Me and Robert had a separate meeting. And funny enough, me and Robert both had proud and society in it, just mm. shaped in different ways. So I was like, okay, me and Robert are on the same page. And there then I was go. like, you everyone else. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, you know, let's show everyone and get everyone on board. But then I was like, okay, we'll make them feel included by taking their names. Divergent was in one name. Uniqueness was in another name and incorporate that into the values. So basically we all have the urge to merge basically. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> merge. That's, that's another good name. Just merge. Yeah. Maybe we can rebrand as merge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll have a meeting about it. <laughs> we'll have a meeting. Many meetings. Robert, David, thank you so much for being here for those at home. Uh, or in their cars or in their beds or wherever they listen to us. If they want to get involved or find out more information about Pride, Proud Society, where can they go do that? So they so can they, visit us. Yeah, they can do. visit us on our website, proudsociety.org or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at proudsociety.org, O-R-G. Um, also on Meetup at Proud Society Org. So we are mm -hmm. taking over social media uh, everywhere and everywhere. Um, we're also on Patreon as well. Um, so anybody who does want to become 
a proud contributor or a society member, um, you know, they're able to, to contribute or to donate through that. And the unique thing is that anybody in the US or the world um, is able to donate at any one of our levels and they will actually get a gift in the mail um, for being a contributor mm. or um, a donated member. Um, so you can find oh, us on Patreon. Gosh, like NPR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I mean, listen, <laughs> there was a lot of there, there a was a lot of conversation. How can we take over a lot in a very short amount of time? And Patreon yeah, was just a really working. cool concept to do that. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Amazing. Um, and then when is uh, the next event? People can keep an eye out for our Floridians in the in the in the audience. Well, we just it's loaded on Facebook today. Um, we are doing because it's Art Basel time for those who are in South Florida. So, you know, you, you could dye your hair pink and, you know, wear three scarves around your neck, you know, look real artsy. But we're doing um, it's called Places Everybody, uh, the Miami Art, uh, Art Week Tour. And we're going to be this year. We're going to be um, looking at uh, downtown Miami. Uh, there's two festivals that are combined in the Miami Mural Festival and the Flagler Street Art Festival. So they're basically painting different buildings in downtown and they're using projection imagery onto the buildings at night. So I think it's going to be a really cool cool experience and there's going to be a tour that's being conducted. So it's kind of like a curated tour with live music, entertainment, art and everything. So that's a block party and a block party afterwards. So get your drink on as well. Well, Awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, Like you said, you can always find them online and through socials. But for the meantime, we will say fare thee well and sleep tight. Yeah. Bye. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Bye. This has been a Homeless Modern Life production. Thanks for listening. If you want more, check out our sister show, HML Political Hookup, at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. If you want to see what we're up to, you can visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. And if you want to get in touch, you can reach out to us at homosmodernlife at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can cover your body with our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life. Or send us a cash tip on Cash App, dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. Fare thee well. <laughs>